From the late debate Sky News from the advertiser, Caleb Bond. Good morning, Caleb. Good morning, Matthew. It's a pleasure to be with you. Yeah, likewise. Well, we've got lots to talk about, and I don't know where you want to start, but maybe Adelaide's Lord Mayor. Yeah, well, she posted an Instagram video the other night. So she was um, giving a speech at one of these Sorry Day events, and Sorry Day obviously was Monday, marking the 15th anniversary of uh, the, the Sorry speech that Kevin Rudd gave. And she said in this speech that we must, tell new migrants that they are obligated, and to use the word obligated, to vote yes to the voice of the parliament. And I watched this and thought, hang on a minute, this is a 72-year-old white woman telling new migrants how they must vote on an issue about race. I I think it speaks to the way a lot of people who are proponents of the voice to parliament are thinking, and that is basically that if you don't vote yes to the voice to parliament, you are racist. Even if you belong to a racial minority yourself, if you're new to the country, you must all think in one homogenous way about the voice to parliament. Now, I don't know how they think they're going to get it over the line if, if the only thing they've got is to bludgeon people and tell them that they must vote for it or you're a bad person. But did, the problem is they've got nothing else. Did she give any reasons as to why? I mean, you, you've given a few reasons. Were they the reasons she put up? This is Jane Lomax no, Smith we're no, talking no, about. Well, what she seemed to be inferring is that, you know, we're all standing on quote-unquote stolen land, uh, and so regardless of whether you were born here or you were a migrant, you must support the mm. voice to Parliament if you are to accept that, you know, you're a fair and decent person. Right. And it's just so wrong. Mm. The suggestion that you cannot uh, agree that there are, you know, atrocities that were committed upon Aboriginal people, that we need to close the gap, that it's terrible that Aboriginal women are 34 times more likely to be hospitalised with domestic violence-related injuries than anyone else. We can acknowledge all of this. Yes. But at the same time say, I'm uncomfortable with the idea that you would constitutionally enshrine a body that serves only one race. Mm. And it doesn't matter whether you were born here or whether you were a new migrant. In fact, I would have thought a new migrant would have more skin in the game as someone who's just moved to this country Mm. and is quite likely from a a racial minority to say, hang on a minute, I I came to this country because we're one. You know, I came here because we accept different people, not because we divide people by race. Absolutely. Well, that's uh, that's interesting. And having a chat with uh, Matt Patterson, the mayor of Alice Springs, uh, a week or two ago, and putting that very thing to him, uh, what are people up there saying about the voice? He he said it's the last thing that anyone there is talking about at the moment. So, indeed. Oh, Linda, but Linda Burney said, mm. the, the Indigenous Australians minister, that if we had a voice to parliament, what we're seeing in Alice Springs now wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I don't know about I mean, that. Seriously, seriously. <laughs> this, is what, this is what we're dealing with. There is no product to sell, and so all they can do is say, well, you know, you've got to vote on the vibe of the thing, and if you don't like it, you're a racist. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's doomed to fail. All right. Now, Philip Lowe, of course, the Governor of the Reserve Bank, he has been in front of a select committee of uh, the Federal Parliament uh, explaining, defending his rate rises. He, uh, as part of that, he said, well, look, it's not just me. There's, there's 
nine of us here. Uh, RBA researcher Peter Tulip had this to say to Seven News about uh, Philip Lowe. I think a lot of that criticism is unfair. Anyone who really wanted security and stability in their interest rate was free to fix their mortgage rate. Mm. And millions of people did. Prior to today, I had been thinking that Phil Lowe's position was a lot less secure and that there was a great, a large likelihood of substantial reforms going through. Now that we've seen the coalition strongly on his side, it's um, less clear that there'll be bipartisan support in Parliament. Mm, all right. So, Philip Lowe, it's, his time is, or his, his contract is, is up mid-year, I think. Is, is he likely to stay on in the job? Yeah, I don't think so. Look, the, the, the federal government's made it reasonably clear in the last few days through um, Assistant Treasurer Stephen Jones that, you know, they're not happy with the situation at the moment. And, and you've had accusations from the, the federal government by Simon Birmingham that this is interference from the federal government in the independence of the RBA. Now, you know, I think Simon Birmingham put a bit of mayo on it. In fact, he probably tipped a whole bottle of mayo on it. This is yes, that Stephen Jones needs to resign or be punted from his position as Assistant Treasurer. The reality is that, that we were told by the RBA that there would be no interest rate rises until 2024 and amidst a global pandemic when the government was pumping shed loads of money into the economy, they dropped interest rates to historic lows. Mm. You, you can't blame people for taking the advice of the RBA at the time, which was we need to borrow money and spend money to stimulate the economy yep. and that there will be no blowback to you until 2024. And, and Lowe has then presided over nine straight interest rate rises. If the bloke had any gut, he would step aside. Mm. You know, he's half acknowledged, oh, you know, we, we got it a bit wrong. Yeah. But that performance yesterday in front of the Senate estimates was was basically a, an exercise in backpassing. You know, mm. oh, you know, we, it was a pandemic. We didn't know what was going on. Mm. Yeah, we got it a bit wrong, but we thought we were doing the right thing. What they have done is bad monetary policy, for one. Yeah. But now they're inflicting pain upon people who have already tightened their belts. Uh, and the objective of rising interest rates is to stop spending. Well, if your groceries have gone up 10%, your gas bill's gone up 25%. Then your, your um, interest repayments on your mortgage are going up. These are people who have already tightened their belts. The people who are spending money are not those who hurt because of interest rate rises. It's the wrong people who are being punished here, and the RBA needs to be held to account for it. What do you make of his comments saying, well, it's not just me, there's another eight people on the board, you know, we're all making it collectively... Well, that's, that's true, but you're the chairman, yeah. you know, and, and in any organisation, the chairman is the fall guy. I mean, you know, let's go back to Jane Lomax Smith. She's the Lord Mayor, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it, she doesn't make decisions at Adelaide City Council. The decisions are made by the councillor, but her job is to express and back the view of the council. Mm. If you don't like the heat of the kitchen, get out of there. But he said yesterday, oh, well, I'm going to remain here until the end of my seven-year term. Now, I'm sure he is. He's on nearly a million dollars a year. I wouldn't say no to a million dollars a year to jack up a few interest rates. I tell you what, it's not hurting him, is it? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Exactly right, Caleb. Now, we've uh, seen the government on temporary protection visas issued pre 
2013, essentially, to uh, to say, well, they're, they're, that's all over. You're, you're on the path to becoming a citizen now. In the meantime, and then they've said, look, people, smugglers shouldn't react to this because it doesn't affect anyone who's arrived since then. But the Navy, essentially on standby, being sent up north, uh, perhaps in anticipation of, of boats coming. They're funny about that. And, and there have been suggestions sort of from mid-January that, that Navy boats had been sent up north. To, to do something and planes as well and and it wasn't confirmed at the time. Why are they doing that? Um, the government knows that by lifting these temporary protection visas, it sends a message to people smugglers that you know we're open for business again. The government was warned about this prior to the election. You had Anthony Albanese flip flopping every five minutes. One minute he supported temporary protection visas, next minute he didn't support. It was one of the major planks of Operation Sovereign Borders that if you came to this country via boats illegally, you would not be permanently settled. Now, I, I get the argument that the government can make that these people have been here for nearly 10 years or so, mm. more than 10 years anyway, yeah. so it's kind of like they were already living here permanently. Yeah, you're probably right. But lifting the temporary protection visa just sends that message yes. and the government clearly knows that mm. because they wouldn't be sending boats up to try and stop illegal people smugglers getting people into this country if they didn't think that would be the result of what they've done and if you have just one boat that capsizes and people die there will be blood on this government's hand because of this policy mm. all right caleb we'll wait and see on that one thank you for your time today Pleasure, mate. Caleb Bond, you can read him in the advertiser, see him on the uh, on the late debate on Sky News.